Hello and welcome to Geo Speaks podcast. Geo Speaks is a podcast about how geography impacts our lives. Today we will be talking about rural America. We will be focusing on a small rural town of Mount Pulaski, Illinois, that we learned a lot about over a course of a year thanks to our teacher, Ms. Reynolds, who was born and raised in Mount Pulaski. Today we have guest Mr. Tom Martin, who is a local community leader from Mount Pulaski, Illinois who will be talking to us more about life in Mount Pulaski. Welcome, Mr. Martin. Yes, thank you very much. Nice to talk with you guys. All right, so um, Mr. Martin, uh, tell the audience about Mount Pulaski, Illinois. Yeah, you know, we're a small town of about 1,700 people, uh, basically a rural farming community, um, but we're within, you know, 30 miles of uh, three or four metropolitan areas where a lot of our people work. So we've kind of gone from strictly rural and, and uh, farming to a lot of uh, more of a bedroom communities, I guess, so to speak, um, where a lot of people, families will work outside of town and then come home every evening. Um, we were founded uh, in 1836, and so we're about 185 years old or so. And um, kind of like a lot of small rural towns, um, even though we're located within a lot, uh, 30 miles of a lot of metropolitan areas, um, a lot of our uh, businesses have, have shuttered their doors and moved on. I mean, we used to be pretty much self-sufficient, you know, in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. And then when everybody started kind of traveling a little bit more and, and going out of town for work, uh, and the larger stores open in the, in the larger towns. A lot of people uh, took their shopping away and, and left the community. And, and it really hurt us economically because we didn't have that, that turnover of money within the community. So um, though we've maintained ourselves, we've got four local churches. We've still got our school system. Um, but we're working hard. The Economic Development Board and, and others in the community are working hard to um, – try and get businesses, a lot of small businesses back established around our town square and within our community and, and kind of have an economic renaissance, so to speak, to try and get us, you know, going again. Um, and one of the stores that we are opening as a co-op model is that uh, we'd lost our last grocery store in, in 2016. And so um, the community has pooled their monies and, and we're starting a new, new grocery store, hopefully to open in about three weeks. Wow. Cool. Um, our second question is how Mount Pulaski has changed or developed over the f past few years. Yeah, and I kind of touched on that in the opening a little bit, but a, lo a lot of it is um, we've lost some population. Um, you know, we don't have a ton of jobs within the community and some of the local amenities that a lot of people are looking for. And so a lot of our kids who graduate – uh, you know, get, head off to college and then they don't come back home because the opportunities aren't here. Um, so once you start losing that population and, and people travel outside the community to buy a lot of the necessities, um, we've had, like on our town square, we have a town square with a courthouse in the middle. And um, we probably have 40% at the most of occupancy rate for our businesses. And so it used to be back in the 60s and early 70s, every building was full. So I, I guess that's probably the biggest uh, challenge for us and the biggest change that we've got a lot of empty buildings that we're working to try and, and bring entrepreneurs back 
and because of the remote technology, it allows them maybe to come back and open up a store in a small town on the town square and um, bring that vibrancy back. And our goal is to fill every one of our buildings. Um, we've had three or four sell here this last year, so we're excited about that. But the main thing is is the loss of population. Uh, our schools used to be four and 500 kids in the high school, and now we're down to about 180. So it makes it a continual challenge to just maintain your identity, maintain who you are, and be able to provide a good education and the amenities that people want looking in a small community. Yeah. All right. So then our third question was when and why the grocery store closed, but I think you already touched on that a little bit. Yeah. You know, um, if you'll take a look around the whole country, a lot of small town, but also larger communities in the neighborhoods, which I, I think are very, they're very relative one another, the neighborhoods and, and the cities and, and our small rural communities. The big box stores and um, have just been able to outprice, and a lot of people look for just price. And so they've been able, people will travel 30, 40, 50 miles to get, you know, 15 cents off a pound of hamburger maybe sometimes. And so once our, our group had been here, our, our family who had been in our community for like 30 years, and I mean, Mount Plaza used to have four or five grocery stores, uh, which is hard to believe. But we had one for the last 30 years and, and they just got to the age where it was uh, their margins were very small and they were just ready to retire. So once they moved out, there was no one to come in and buy that store. So we did without the grocery store for three years and um, the Economic Development Board, along with many in the community, we knew that it was a priority. If you can't really build your community back and build it economically if you don't have a a food source within the community and um, we're hoping that we don't we're hoping to provide not only local produce so produce and meats and things that will help our rural neighbors you know maybe um, with some income and allow them to stay on the farm but we're also looking at that as an the store as an economic driver then that would allow maybe some other types of businesses to come in and develop around those stores so um, it's not only about bringing good, healthy, fresh foods to our community, but it's also about being an economic driver to help us develop our whole town square and uh, help build our community back up to where it used to be maybe 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then we have one final question, which uh-huh. are talking about the challenges besides the food desert in Mount Pulaski and what those challenges are oh boy how long do you have on that the the big challenge i guess is is um the upfront monies to help entrepreneurs and businesses get up and get started uh the capital requirements to get you know businesses going today is so large that that um Many have great ideas, but they don't have the capital to get started. So where we've been fortunate is um, we have uh, donations from a uh, local wind farm, and then uh, we have a local 1% sales tax that that generates approximately um, $220,000 a year that goes into economic development. And so the last three years, we've been able to come in and help some of these young people who have a really good idea 
to help get some seed money to help them get established and get their feet on the ground and get them through, through that first year or so until their um, their cash flow gets to the point to where they're able to to maintain on their own. So historically, it's been um, the capital that is needed, and, and now that we have that, we've been able to generate a lot more excitement within the community and and have people actually move forward with some of the dreams that they've always wanted to do. And in turn, when they open businesses and it's locally owned, it just adds, you know, a great amount to your community and, and we're able to build in other ways on that. So I guess the capital is the, is the biggest challenge that I see right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the end of our questions. Uh, Was there anything else you'd like to add just, no, you know, I, I guess the main thing is that, I mean, we're very typical of many, many small towns, you know, across America. And um, a lot of towns want to make changes, but they it's hard for them to get that that spark and that dynamic. What's helped us in this in our little town is there's so much community pride and there's been so many people step forward to say they want their town to become better and to stabilize. And so it's not like we have a handful of people, four or five people trying to make all these changes. We have community meetings. We have two and 300 there and they're all, we're all moving in the same direction and our city council is moving in the same direction. And that's what it takes is, is collaboration and everybody voicing their opinion and they try and pick and choose the best ideas and then move forward with those ideas. So um, it can't just happen with one or two people, but you need your whole community involved and, and our little town has been blessed to um, have that community spirit. And um, I see hopefully great things happen in the next 10 to 20 years. All right. So thank you, Mr. Martin, for taking your time out of your very busy planting season to speak with us that, today. We really enjoyed yeah, learning more about your community, Mount Pulaski. Good. Don't ever hesitate to reach back out, guys. I'm happy to always talk to you or do whatever I can. All right. Thank you very much. If you're interested in participating in a mappy hour where we use open street mapping to map Mount Pulaski, Illinois, join us on Wednesday, May 27th and Friday, May 29th. We hope you can join us putting rural America on the map. Thank you for joining us today on the GeoSpeaks podcast.